Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Um, Wexford people helping people. Where are you at with this organisation at the moment? Because I know there are hundreds of people, thousands in County Wexford, who without you would currently be in dire straits. So where are you as an organisation? So as you know, Alan, we established seven years ago and we only meant to start as a community Christmas dinner and now we've grown into something that's 24-7, 365 days a year. We don't stop. We've an absolutely amazing team. Um, the majority of the issues that we seem to be dealing with at the moment are going into housing advocacy and housing issues. And we're seeing particularly a huge influx in the last few months of people that are pending eviction or have been evicted due to the landlord selling up. And as we can see, the rental market just isn't there at the moment. The private rental private rentals aren't available. A lot of the issues are that landlords are moving their properties into the Airbnb market. And because Wexford is classed as a non-rent pressure zone, we're unfortunately at the mercy of having no rent caps and no properties for these people to move into. So when you then equate that with real life stories, and we were speaking off where we're not going to mention any people's names or even specify areas, but you do have some horrific stories to share with me today. Can you share one or two of them with us? Of course. We had a particularly difficult case that came to us a couple of days ago through uh, one of the local councillors. And this gentleman has a child under the age of 10 and he himself has just left a very traumatic relationship. Um, he was trying to find some somewhere to move into. He approached the council for emergency accommodation and unfortunately due to the nature of the lack of emergency accommodation in County Wexford, the nearest thing he was offered was New Ross or Gorey. And unfortunately his little girl is starting school back in a couple of weeks. Mm. The school is based locally in town so that's not going to be a possibility for them. So at the moment our group is funding the cost of emergency accommodation for them but we're having to be in B-Hop because obviously it's tourist season. Right, so that's one example. Have you another one of what you've been dealing with recently? We we have some um, Romanian refugees that we're working with at the moment and there's a group of uh, five that are staying at the moment in the doorway of one of the local establishments and unfortunately because they have no husbandry to Wexford County Council. What does that mean, husbandry? It means that they need to satisfy a habitual residency clause and to do that you need to have some sort of connection to County Wexford. So it could be having a family member here or a job here or having some property here previously to move into but they don't have any of that they don't even have pps numbers so unfortunately they're left at the mercy of having to go begging every day to get their money in they will never qualify for emergency accommodation in county wexford so the advice that they're given is to go back to their own country by the local authority there's a kind of a, a separate almost little world emerging in certain parts of wexford at the moment what you just talked about there i witnessed that every morning 10 to 7 coming into Southeast Radio. I, I, I witness it. I, I see them in the doorway. I see the little cup outside. So they, they're entitled to no form of income at all at the moment then? No, they're not qualifying. They can apply for a PPS number, which they will get, but then they need to get jobs. And unfortunately, the language barrier is a huge difficulty for these guys because they don't speak any English. So our, our, our way of speaking to them at the moment is using Google Translate. So we type it in English and then that translates, translates it to Romanian. So even though they get their PPS numbers they still need to find work and a lot of them aren't qualified to do specific jobs beyond menial and employers don't want to take on somebody that doesn't have at least the very basic form of English. And how do they come to be here in the first place? Um, they've basically, What they're telling us is that they've left situations in their own home where cartels had taken over. It was a very dangerous drug area that they were living in and basically they were trying to escape for their own children. There's one that has a child that is I think around 18 months old and 
and the child has a rare um, issue with their eyes, it's some form of blindness. In their country, when you have that, you're classed as there's no other supports available for you. But in Western countries like ourselves, we continue to support that kind of a condition and there is things that can be done for it. So we brought these families up around to different doctors to see if they would see them with this child, but they refused to do so. And we brought them up to see a local health nurse to help. So she got them in supports that way. So, so is that 18 months old child being looked after at the moment? She there? is, yeah. yeah. She's been looked after by a hospital in a different county. At the but moment. the family are sleeping in a doorway in Wexford? The family are sleeping in a doorway in Wexford, yeah. You know, something, it defies logic, doesn't it? I mean, the yeah. system, I, it, it, people are controlled by the system and the rules. But yeah. my God, there should be a way to burst through the red tape for people like this, shouldn't there? Unfortunately, there's not. We even had a typical example of a German gentleman we were working with a number of weeks ago to try and get emergency accommodation. And we were up in the council four times within the space of six days. And they just keep throwing paperwork at these people. And at the point that you end up homeless, you don't have the supports there to try and get stuff printed. You may not have money to get items printed. And it's a thing where you're having to keep going back and throwing more red tape. It's too much for somebody's mental health when they're already on their knees. Michael is at Adamstown. He says, uh, I saw in the paper yesterday a family from Enniscorthy sleeping in a tent in the woods. Um, it's a disgrace to have that happening in Wexford in, in this day and age. There are, there are lots of stories that are out there at the moment that we have to be very general on, Claire, yeah. but are you familiar with that particular story? Um, that family are living in the woods and they have two young kids and the kids are sleeping in the grandparents' house so as not to have to be exposed to sleeping in the tent um, that family are in that situation due to a landlord selling up and them not able to find another private rental accommodation and unfortunately at the moment on our books we have a 147 active cases yeah. that are already evicted or pending eviction and are going to end up in these situations All right, I mean, On Tuesday as I said the first of our debates is on with the councillors what, what for you, let, let, let's get uh, and let's note your question, what would your question be to the councillors uh, for, for them from an organisation like Wexford People Helping People, what would you like to me to put to them on your behalf? The main thing that I've already asked the councillors and we'd like to be put forward again is that there needs to be a mainstay on people that are approaching for emergency accommodation. What's happening is they go in and they're not being provided with any sort of bed until they have their paperwork filed. It's not as simple as getting everything in within the same day. We're asking for a 14-day grace period for our emergency rough sleepers to access a crash bed in Osnham or wherever the crash bed is available give them the immediate access but give them 14 days to get their paperwork together. The other thing that we want to see is Wexford being classed as a rent pressure zone so the properties that are on Airbnb can be flooded back into the private rental market. We also want to see the HAP barrier increased and we also want to see rent caps. Right, you also want to get this uh, food, uh, this uh, soup kitchen like when I, when I hear soup kitchens, I, I instinctively think of being a, a, a leaving cert student in the CBS secondary school studying Irish history and thinking of the soup kitchen, kitchens during the famine. When I hear soup kitchens being mentioned uh, in the Wexford of 2022, I'm flabbergasted by it. Why is it happening and how much demand is on it? So basically we decided to establish the soup kitchen almost 16 months ago now because we were giving out food hampers every week and we are a HSE registered food business as works for people helping people but we can only give out dry foods and what we were seeing was families that were stuck for the likes of a decent meal, milk, potatoes, veg, that kind of stuff that we can't give out. So we saw a gap and a necessity for be able to, for providing meals once a week and we decided to start it on a Thursday evening and when we started we were serving 50 people a night and within the four months of establishing, we were up to 200 
service users per night. We added an extra night to continue on a Saturday, and now we found that we're delivering 400 meals on a Thursday and Saturday night Where? from our soup kitchen. Is that all over the county, is it? So, yeah, we cover Gorey, Wexford, Enniscorthy and New Ross, and what we try to do as parents that have children, we don't particularly want them dropping down or the children to be aware that their parents are availing of the soup kitchen because children should be protected from these things as much as possible so we're trying to save them the embarrassment so we'll deliver out to their door there's a lot of our rough sleepers that drop in for the social aspect of it and to get a meal they enjoy having the crack hanging around for the hour and a half and then they disappear but yeah we have volunteers that drive all through our county Wexford so it's twice a week you do this is twice it? twice a week Thursday and Saturday now it's currently paused at the moment because we've moved from the CBS um, primary school and we're building our soup kitchen in the back of our shop in Anne Street just opposite the credit union so we've had the HSE in to have a look at that and it is going to be a possibility. We have half of our funding done for that already. Right. We need a total of €8,650. We have 4650 of that covered now so we're still looking for an additional 4000 And if people have that money and would like to forward it to you, how can they contact you? There is a GoFundMe link on our Wexford People Helping People page that they can donate to that's specifically for the Soup Kitchen Fund or if you go onto our Facebook page there's a Shop Now button on the top of the page that goes directly to our PayPal and if you donate using the narrative soup kitchen, that'll be directed to the soup kitchen cause. Or if you want to even just drop into our shop and drop a donation into the donation bucket, that'll be amazing. Right. Uh, and uh, so what are you doing in the interim period? And it's not taking place, is it? How are you doing? Oh, it? well, what we've had, we've had a plaster in yesterday. He's starting on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, he's going to slab the walls. We've had tiling come in as well. So that's going to be started once the, pla- once the plaster is dry. We have the flooring fitted and we had our kitchen guys in measuring up. And we've already bought half of our industrial equipment. But you're not actually doing the soup kitchen at the moment. It's hers, no, we're it? delivering out. Um, oh, delivering. Yeah, that, yeah, I wanted to get that yeah, point. No. And again, if there's somebody listening to us that needs your services. Oh, gosh. Contact us through the Facebook page anytime, day or night. And if you prefer not to leave a message because you're worried who might see it, feel free to give me a call directly anytime on 083-366-4149. It's a completely confidential service. Well, as I said, we're doing three debates on housing and the two of them will be with panellists of councillors and the third one will be organisations who are helping people. And so we'll invite you back for the third debate, Claire. That'll be fantastic. We'd be delighted to be And you'll have a, a fur- further assessment for us there. Yeah. But if anyone has a few bob to spare to help you, to help people in County Wexford it's your GoFundMe on your Wexford People Helping People Facebook page Yeah, that would be fantastic and just to reiterate it's a completely free service we don't charge any of our service users for the meals they receive You've certainly made me think and I'm sure you've made our listeners think this morning by what you've shared with us today and look, continued success to you Thanks a million, Alan Southeast Radio's Morning Mix Chat, news and your views Alan Corcoran